We're coming out dangerous. Rockets going off. Sometimes the brightest stars shine for the shortest amount of time. Yeah, oh yeah. They heard us all across Tallahassee after that one. We gotta bring home the W. Oh yeah, we're gonna destroy them. Put them on the Heisman watch. They're fine, man. Big Ben player of the year. We're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I played a little Adoli, Yoli. I felt like I, I scored in the World Cup, but I didn't even score. Controversy? Question mark. Pure chaos. Go crazy was insane. Chris Petley, he was the defensive MVP of the 2019 season. Oh, yeah, no, I'm in my prime right now. Let's go, go. Welcome back to the Tally SC Talk podcast. We have a little special edition segment for you here. Of course, you heard us talk a number of different things about the team and the upcoming season and all that. And our recent opponent here on Saturday. But what you didn't hear from was from the enemy themselves. So we're going to go into a new segment we call Behind Enemy Lines. Of course, a new opportunity for us to talk to the people involved in the other team coming up this weekend. So we were able to catch up with the owner of the Florida Roots, Coach Hammond. So we want to bring in Coach Hammond. Thanks for making some time for us, Coach. Appreciate you taking some time to give us a look behind enemy lines. Talk a little bit about the state of affairs going on at the program as a whole. Yeah, um, for it being our first season, you know, we, we knew this was going to be kind of a, a feeling out process for us um, uh, as far as the level of play goes. And uh, uh, the first uh, three games, uh, we had uh, obviously our first game against you guys. Uh, it didn't start off good. Uh, we, I, was, I was worried at the beginning. I'm like, man, it's, it's might get out of hand, but uh, – we kept uh, fighting and came back and, and we're up three, two at halftime after going down two zero in the first couple minutes. So, um, and then we played a really good Jacksonville team and uh, you know, we were able to keep, uh, keep it zero zero at halftime. And, and uh, I think uh, some conditioning got the best of us uh, there in the uh, second half. And, and obviously uh, it, it seemed that that team had played together um, for a while um, the way they, they moved uh, on and off the ball. So um yeah, and then we followed it up with a, a game against uh, AFC Mobile, and uh, we went up early again, and uh, just some unfortunate uh, a penalty kick in the box, uh, a questionable second goal that uh, a lot of the players and even the announcers seem to think that it went off, um, you know, their striker's hand, and so uh, we ended up losing two to one. So a couple tough breaks um, here and there, but overall. Um, we're, we're happy about the excitement around uh, our city and, um, you know, we're happy uh, with the players and the hard work they've been putting in. Speak to that a little bit as far as small-time soccer is so community-based. And um, right. so just talk about the formation, how you get the players involved, because sometimes it's tougher than you may think to get 18 guys out there to roll it out, especially, like you said, year one. Of course, year one for us jumping into the MPSL, but, you know, we had had the the 2019 season to fall back on talk about big picture and why was this an option and why was this desirable here for that Panama city area? Yeah. So we, I own a, uh, a youth program uh, here in Panama city um, called uh, Florida roots, obviously. And, and um, so we had, we're about a newer club, you know, we're, we're about three years in and uh, we've had several guys, uh, that we've helped um, make it to that next level of college. Um, uh, one of them actually uh, plays for the Tallahassee team, Cy Fontenot. So, um, you know, we just started seeing that there was a need for um, a team here in Panama City to kind of fill in that gap from Tallahassee to Pensacola. Um, uh, also, we, you know, with the name Roots, we want to, to feature these local players in the panhandle. 
Um, this, this region, um, when you talk in terms of FYSA, um, I call it ever, ever since I played back in the day, the forgotten region, you know, it's that the panhandle where, you know, a lot of soccer talent dies because they don't have that next level. And so, um, yeah, it, it just seemed uh, like the right move for us. And, um, you know, as far as, is our goal, you know, right now, 80% of the roster are, are local players from this area. So, um, we hope one day that that's, you know, 99 to a hundred percent, you know, so. You talked about one of the crossovers, obviously side coming up through your youth program and over there in UWF, you know, kind of more towards your guys' territory. And I know you said offhand coach that you have a lot of connections to the Tallahassee team where there's a lot of crossover. You know, a lot of these guys play each other in high school at the really good programs especially obviously Arnold being out there is huge really you know perennially a state factor talk about the interwoven teams here that we have obviously already having playing once right. to a draw of course interestingly enough and so coming back here I guess kind of the tie break but yeah going into a little about more on the personal side of the the connections we have here yeah for sure so I, I'm the Arnold uh, boys head coach um, and uh, we had a great year this year winning the state championship so, um, you know, a, a lot of these boys like Drew Dont, um, he's played with us uh, in the club for several years. I know um, kind of with his family situation uh, the last year or so he's been at ASG, but um, there's so many ties to Tallahassee. I, I used to play for Coach Warner at uh, Warner Soccer Club back in 99 and 2000, and he's been a mentor to me. Um, he's why this, this club is here now. Um, I, I speak to Coach Warner probably once, twice a week. Um, obviously Josh Bruno is another, um, uh, friend of mine that, uh, we have some battles, uh, with him at Lincoln. So, um, playing some of the guys like Mateus and, and, and Drew at McClay and just some of the other guys that have played at Leon and Charles and Florida high, you know, we play those schools every year and there's always some good back and forth competition. And like you said, a lot of these guys know each other, either they've played on a team together I've coached some of them, um, so it, it's it's cool how it's all uh, mixed together. So um, they like to go and compete against each other on the field. So Talking to Coach Warner and dealing with him the last couple of years, um, he said you guys were by far and away the best team that they played this season. I think you guys, what was it, 1-1 yeah. or 2-2 that you guys tied out there? Yeah, it was 1-1. Um, you know, that was early in the season. That, that was that was a, a good game for us to have. You know, uh, we, we ended the season 25-0-2. And we had two ties in the first three games. So we we figured some things out and came back and won 24 straight. So um, it was good to have those two ties. One of them, we, we got to play Fort Walton again and beat them 5-1. So there was just some small things we had to figure out. And, uh, you know, um, it, it was good for us. McClay always gives us a tough game, I think. I think uh, my record against Coach Warner, I think he's got one win over me. So uh, I'm, I got to get him back next year, get that win back. So. so talk a little bit about the identity of the team, because I feel like kind of in that regard, we have some similarities back to the Florida Roots and TSC, um, both of which kind of seem like a scrappy bunch. I mean, I felt like we had a very physical battle uh, going mm -hmm. in week one. Obviously, a little bit of a different feel. You know, you guys were open up the season, the stadium, the league, everything was new. And there's, you know, obviously some differences and some emotions you have to deal with doing the first of anything. But I guess kind of recap that game specifically slash talk a little bit about your personnel or perhaps the identity of your ball club. 
yeah, well, to talk about our team, we're a very young team, you know, and and uh, we felt that there was a good chance that we were going to be in some battles this year and maybe even take some lumps. Um, and our vision is like, okay, you know, in the next two or three years, can can we win this conference if we keep that core group together? So I think that was important to us. Let's go out there and battle now, um, see where we are. And um, the Tallahassee game was a, was a good test, like I said, you know. In the first few minutes, I'm like, man, <laughs> this, this isn't what I was expecting. And so they came out really, really tough. We had some uh, some guys in, in some positions that normally wouldn't play in those positions. And I think there was some nerves in the beginning, um, but they pulled it together. And, and, I, and I think you saw in that game um, that uh, we're, we're two very similar teams because I know they have some younger players as well. You know, um, we have two guys that uh, one guy that's a, a junior in high school this year, there'll be a senior next year. And then one guy that's a senior who's graduating, uh, looking at FAU right now. So, um, you know, I know Drew and Mateus, you know, they're graduating seniors also. So um, it's two young teams um, that love to compete, have a lot of talent on it. And so um, it was just exciting to see that on the field. I mean, six goals scored in a game is is always exciting for the fans. And uh, so, it was a good way to kick off the season. Yeah, it kind of started a pattern for us because we did the same exact thing. We went over to Pensacola and 3-3 again. So it seems (laughs) every time we head out to the west um, that that goes down. Uh, Coach, I know kind of a little bit of a fun slash mythical, I don't know if you've heard about it, the kind of murmurings of the 850 Cup. Has that noise made it out to you in in Panama City? And is that just some hearsay or or is that getting legit? Because I know here in Tallahassee, they went and got a trophy made. So I don't know if you guys are honoring it or kind of what's your whole perspective in it. But I'd love to see what the other side of the coin looks like. Yeah, 100%. Chris reached out to me about it. I said, that's a great idea. Um, We'd love to do that. And I'm sure Pensacola feels the same way uh, over there. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a, a neat idea. I know there's uh, some other teams that have some rivalries, and I think there's another cup somewhere else, um, you know, out west. So uh, it's fun, right? So um, it's some it's kind of some bragging rights um, within the, the league, and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can go out there and, and, uh, and win it. <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, it's a cool split as well, because obviously the three in the A50, and then you bring in Jacksonville – so Florida versus the rest of the panhandle, kind of that east-west mentality. Right, um, right. So as we think of the east, I mean, we've played all the eastern teams here in the early part of the schedule. I know you guys played Mobile, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, it was last week. Okay, what's kind of uh, the story with them, or I guess a little scouting report, because obviously we're going to have them coming up, and you're going to, of course, uh, have to play them again as well. Yeah, you know, I think we were we were in the game um, right away. Had a, a really good uh, first half. Um, I think coach had to make some changes, and and like I said, we we got scored on by a PK that was a handball in the box. But you look back at that video; it hits his his shoulder, his arms down. So uh, you know, sometimes uh, y- y- you get um, players yelling at the ref, and he has to make a call real quick, and so. You know, it's part of the game. And then uh, two handballs, you know, got them two goals. You know, one that was called against us, one that wasn't called against them. Um, they have a great uh, striker up front. 
Um, it just seemed like every ball that was played to him, no matter how high or low it was, he was able to bring it down in one touch. Um, they moved the ball really well. Um, they're a good team. Um, and so, um, but I think the scoreline shows that that we can play with them and, and you guys will be able to, too. Yeah, Coach, talk about big-time strikers, of course. At least when we played, looking from the outside, one of the men of the match, or if I had to pick a candidate, what I believe is Ricardo, the big uh, yeah. number nine you guys have up top. Um, tell us a little bit about him because he's, from what I heard, he's one of the older guys on the squad, right? Yeah, he is. Um, he's been living here for several years for Several years now. He played with the Jamaican national team. Um, he won the, uh, I believe, under-21 World Cup or something like that with Jamaican national team. So uh, he's been here several years and uh, seeing him in some of the adult leagues, um, you know, we knew we had to bring him in. Um, he's just somebody that uh, you can find his feet and you're not going to knock off the ball. And if he gets a, uh, gets a chance to score inside the 18, you know, nine times out of 10, he puts it away. So I guess he's one of those strikers that either goes in the back of the net or it goes to the parking lot. You know, we've seen those before, right? So um, it's uh, he, he's a great guy, um, very respectful, humble, uh, hard worker. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the experiences he's had um, – it's just good for this for this, some of these younger guys. Super cool to have somebody with that kind of experience, like you were saying. And right. He's a big part of the. Don't you guys have a like a Caribbean league or something in the area out there that he's a yeah. really big part cool. of? Yeah, we we have a uh, they call it Jamaican league Jamaican. over here, and uh, they play um, Sunday nights um, in their season. But there's teams from Fort Walton to South Walton, and they play in different places and and. There's a lot of talent here, and I think because they see Ricardo here, um, there's we've had a lot of Jamaicans reach out to us. Um, we have another uh, Jamaican on the team, Ty McKetty. Um, uh, we've had a couple others try out and, and made the team, but for whatever, with their work schedule, um, they weren't able to stay, and, and, and they were really talented. So um, hopefully that will continue to grow. Um, we have a lot of Jamaicans in the area. Um, that are working here at the beach. And, uh, you know, uh, Ricardo's actually made Panama City his home now. So um, we call him a, a local. Yeah, he's one of the many guys you guys have in the strike force, of course. Four different players to score for you guys this season. I think it was Beasley, Rulas, and Kearns obviously Kearns, got the yes. one against Mobile. Tell us a little bit about the attack and some of those other guys and what you enjoy watching or what they bring to the table for you guys. There's some definitely some nice touch and some quality with those guys, you know, among the others, of course. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Beasley is, is one of the guys that you'll see uh, wearing the captain's armband. Uh, he... he uh, a great communicator on the field. Uh, he scored the uh, first goal for us um, against you guys with a PK. Um, I actually coached against him my first three years at Arnold. Uh, he was the head coach at Mosley High School. Um, so he has a, a wealth of knowledge uh, about the game and uh, just a great person, works hard. Um, and uh, he's like having a player coach on the field. You know, he can direct the guys and, and do a lot of talking to some of these younger guys. Uh, they don't do as much. So um, he's a great one for us. Um, uh, Angel uh, scored, uh, I believe it was the uh, second goal against you guys. Angel actually came from California. And uh, so he uh, reached out to us, uh, decided he wanted to come over, and he's been a big part. Now, Angel against you guys in the first game, he played center back, and he had that first mistake that led to the goal. Mm -hmm. Angel's not a center back. 
Uh, he was filling in that role while we're waiting to get some other players from college. So um, he's dangerous in the air. Um, he, he's uh, probably plays more of a seven or 11 and uh, um, really has the ability to play anywhere on the field. Um, other than that, um, we have uh, several local guys. Taylor uh, Bradley played for me at Arnold, actually was an assistant coach this year and, and plays uh, soccer at Huntington. Um, he, uh, he has our long throw, plays left or right back. Um, we put Sammy on Cy because we know Cy's ability. Um, Sammy that marked Cy is Sammy's not a right back. Uh, he's not a left back. Um, he's more of a, he could play the nine, 10, seven or 11. So, you know, knowing Cy's ability, uh, you know, we had to put somebody on the match to speed. Um, and so it's kind of funny seeing Cy out there uh, on the, on the left wing because uh, he always played for me as that nine role. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you just knew he was going to score at some point in the game. You know, so, and then he scored in the first two minutes against us. So uh, I got to talk to him about that. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, you know, just great talent all around. Liam Kearns, another local player from Arnold. Um, you'll see uh, Ben Labdawi. Um, I believe he wears number 21. Uh, he's a junior. And a lot of these guys that, that we do have from, from you know, other countries or, or uh, other cities and states, they, they play with Ben. They're like, there's no way he's a junior. You know, he's just so skilled. His sister is actually uh, already has a verbal commitment to Florida State. So she'll be playing uh, soccer over there. And uh, Ben will, will go to Division One somewhere as well. So, man, I could go on and on about the, the players uh, that we have. Uh, a lot of local guys. Um, our goalkeeper, Josh Burton, um, he is just got named, I don't know, uh, forget exactly what it is, but it's uh, they pick players from uh, throughout the NPSL and he, he was named the, the starting 11 goalkeeper because uh, he made some big, he's made some big saves for us against you guys against Jacksonville and against AFC mobile. So um, we, we got a, we got a great group of players. And I think the toughest thing for us is, and for all, for a lot of teams, it, does, it doesn't seem to be for Jacksonville because I've heard that they've been training since February, but <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's just getting, getting guys that have never played together before on the same page. That's the, the toughest challenge that, you know, I know Josh faces and, and, and we do as well. And so, um, but no, it's fun. I mean, we love it. We're, we're so excited to be a part of the league and, uh, we look forward to the rest of the season. I don't know how it's been for you guys, but it seems that every week or two we'll get two or three more guys coming back, you know, from the area played here, live here in Tallahassee, but coming back into the area from college all over the place. And so, you know, it's almost on a weekly basis. They have to remesh, re-establish that yeah. new dynamic. And, and I mean, that's tricky and that goes a long way, you know, to get in a cohesive 11 or cohesive 18 on every given Saturday. Uh, it definitely does. You know, when, when we joined the league, I, I wasn't expecting the, you know, the, I guess the, the outreach from, from other players from all over the world. I mean, I'm still to this day, I'm getting emails and messages, you know, 20 or 30 a week from players all over the world, players from the area. Hey coach, is it too late to try out? You know? So I think before that we must've got a hundred, 200, um, you know, messages and, and, you know, like I said, we're trying to keep it local um, right now. Um, we, we know we can't do that uh, being this young of a club, but we hope um, 
and, and our goal is to continue to develop the local players and, and create that pathway for them. So hopefully one day it's, it's a large portion of, of just local players. You talked about the youth on the team, Coach. You guys toying around or any thoughts on, obviously they have in the fall coming up with the U19 league. I know we just jumped aboard this season, and they kind of did like a beta version of it. I don't know if you guys were a part of that or if you're thinking about jumping in on it this fall. Uh, Any thoughts U19-wise? Yeah, we were a part of it this year in the spring. It was uh, us, Southern States, New Orleans, and Port City. And uh, we finished second in the league. Um, we were the only team to beat Southern States. Uh, you know, you, you look at – for that U19 league, you are able to bring three players uh, over um, the age of 19, right? And uh, it's funny because the, the three players Southern States brought are three starters on their men's team, right? So um, they, were, they were out to, to win it this year. They did. They had a good team. Um, we were able to beat them 4-2 at home, mm-hmm. uh, which was their only loss. And uh, I think other than that, we pretty much ran the table. Um, you know, it was it was tough for our guys because most of our guys just came off a state championship, right? <laughs> yeah. Just won 27, you know, you know 25-0-2, and, and, and they're, like, exhausted. So to play Southern States the first three games after that, <laughs> it uh, wasn't easy. And uh, we found that, that that was tough, right, um, in the spring to get those players motivated, you know, after a long high school season to play again. So uh, we think it's great. We want to do it again this year in the fall. Uh, we missed out on the fall last time. Um, you know, I talked to Josh a little bit about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, if we can get everybody – um, involved and work out some of the kinks that they had last season. Um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, as far as, you know, kind of the growth of the program, it just kind of fits in naturally both as a further bridge, not only to from the youth, but then also guys that aren't up to the senior team to have that other league to develop, but stay within the, the grasp of the program. And obviously just as a sport as a whole, having that in the area and that in the community, just another outlet for those that aren't necessarily having the opportunity to go play college, but stay here, still participate in the community. Like you said, you guys very high percentage with all that. So super cool, super cool. Glad you guys are going to continue to do that. And we're ready to join you in the fall coach. We'll be awesome. Awesome. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting to get some teams, you know, uh, towards the East, because like I said, you know, for us, it was Hattiesburg. It was New Orleans. It was Port city. So we were the, the lone one over here and had to do a lot of traveling, but, um, you know, it, it was fun. I think, you know, there's positives and negatives from it. Um, I think if, if we wouldn't have played in that season, we would have probably had more of our high school guys, um, uh, compete in the MPSL, but after high school and, uh, the U19 league, they needed a break. And, and I understand that. So, um, I think a lot of them will, you know, enjoy graduating and everything that comes with that. And then um, you'll start to see them um, next year for sure. Coach, have you guys played on turf this year? Because I know you guys have a beautiful, it looked like a natural surface out there. There at Tommy Oliver at AFC, do you play on turf? Do you guys have a preference? Yeah, we 100%. We, we like natural grass. Um, you know, for us, uh, we, we played on turf at, at Mobile. Um, you know, we were kind of warned about, that from some other college coaches that it's 
it's not the the greatest uh, turf field ever. And, uh, you know, we have a new facility that was built here at the Panama City Beach Sports Complex. And I think it has, I don't know, like 10 turf fields. Um, I think that changes the game. Um, you know, players are reluctant to slide because um, if you slide, you might be you might have that battle wound for the rest of the season because it just never heals. Um, I think the ball rolls faster. It bounces higher. You know, I have my own opinions about that. Right. There's there's a reason that they don't have national teams play on turf, you know, and I think, um, you know, the injury rate could be higher. So um, we like to play on natural grass. We like to train on natural grass. Um, we can play on turf. We don't, you know, every once in a while, I think it's okay. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how we feel about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I never played at a high level, but even going through high school, we had a beautiful natural grass field like you guys did, and that was immaculate. I would much yes. rather play on that than yeah. than a, a turf field. And especially down here in Florida, it just gets so hot with the, the pellets and yeah and all that. Well, they have this – They they say they have this um, – z cap cooling system that's like these pellets in the turf man I, you know there's a they're selling snake snakes all of that you know because that stuff doesn't work it's, it's hot yeah so um you know it's uh it's part of it though I, I understand why they do it um for maintenance reasons and stuff and and uh it's just you know it, it's tough man you know, it, it, I guess if you have a facility, right, and you want to get the most out of it, turf is is the best way to go because, you know, you look at Coach Warner's field, McClay, you know, once lacrosse hits that field, it's destroyed. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, our training facility, uh, you know, there's some flag football events that go on. Soccer's played on the ground. You know, that ball rolls on the ground. So if you have, you know, the – the area where they, they battle in the lacrosse or, or football where the ball's hiked over and over again, it's just, it just destroys a grass field. So it's tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I saw the U S uh, women's team, uh, you know, was, was fighting to play on grass fields because the men do. And a lot of those women, you know, do not like turf. And I think you can research that. And there's all kinds of stuff about it, but at the end of the day, uh, we're just happy to be playing. So we'll play on the street if we have to. So, Yeah, that'll grind it up real good. But, yeah, just so you know, I know from seeing the TSC side, we're not going to be afraid to slot, just so you know. There's, there's yeah, definitely good, there's good. a lot of – as I'm sure you already know from watching the previous game or if you've been watching the feeds online, this is a team that loves to go to ground. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, Drew, if Drew's in there, he, he I know Drew's going to slide. He's going to – he's probably going to take your ankles with it. So um, he is uh, – he's a beast there in the middle and – you know, it's so funny to, to watch him over the years. Anytime he plays a bad pass and you win it, you better get rid of it quick because he's coming <laughs> back to take it from you. And he's probably going to throw a slide in there with it. So, um, no, I mean, uh, we know from playing the Tallahassee teams um, that they love to to get on the ground and slide. And so we're, our boys are just going to have to put some some slide shorts on and deal with it, you know. Uh, we, we're coming to win the game, and, and so uh, we'll do whatever we have to. There you go. There you go. So obviously, uh, a tough junction coming up, coach. As far as a condensed schedule, obviously, it seems like everybody has a two or three week period where they have to play a bunch of games, and so that's gonna you guys coming up. You'll have the game Saturday, and then you'll have another Thursday Saturday combo. So within a week, you'll be playing three matches, um, and of course, one of those includes includes 
New Orleans. And, you know, kind of coming into this season, they were kind of portrayed as that the big bad uh, club that would kind of be running the league. Um, so tell us a little bit about the upcoming stretch or, or kind of any thoughts you have about here. Because then on the backside, you got a Port City team uh, next Saturday, I believe, on the 5th, who's looking for their first point. And so they're going to be hungry as well. Um, but tell me about this yeah. coming up stretch because we're both kind of right that six seven slot. Yeah. So I mean, points are kind of getting important now. They're, they're very important, and uh, I mean, whew, uh, I think for the next seems like the next three or four weeks we're Thursday Saturday. Mm -hmm. So it it's a, a big uphill battle for us. Um, you know, Port City. I was kind of following the game last night. I believe they were up, up on Jacksonville two two zero at half or something like that or two one or something and the game ended up four three so um i think it's my opinion that that jacksonville and southern states are the the teams to beat um uh, i didn't hear that about uh, new orleans um i, I believe 100 percent they have a good team i think uh, all teams in this league are, are can win on any given uh, night so um yeah i mean we're gonna go out there and do our best we have a uh a lot of guys that are ready to step up, um, a couple injuries. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to, to work through those and we're excited about it. I mean, this, this is the fun part, you know, this last couple week and a half, it's been slow and we're ready to get back into it. We're ready to battle. And I think with that, you know, we'll get some consistency on the field and, and among the players. And so, um, it's exciting for us. Talk about a little bit about going on the road. Cause of course you guys had the first two at home and we're able to host those and kind of warm up into the season and then going out to Mobile and obviously having to come over here here this weekend. What's kind of the mindset is obviously a coach yourself and similarly for high school, you don't have to go on. It's a little different. You know, the, the guys haven't been in school all day and then you go on the road. So it's a little different feel, but of course, still the adverse environment and a, and a, a big game coming up against two pretty equal teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of high school, we, we had to win the last four games on the road. So we, we spent a week on the road. So it's tough going on the road because you have to manage the players, right? Um, the ups and downs, keep them busy, right? You, you want them to, to not focus on the game until, you know, a few hours before the game. You want to keep them relaxed. So uh, we have several things uh, we do with our players. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a game, a game night, you know, to uh, sit down and have them play board games and kind of compete and laugh, a little team bonding. Um, before the games, we have our, our film study and, and breakdown of, of what we're going to see, what we think we're going to see and all the possibilities there and go over some of, a, some of our stuff. And then in that, we do some rehab. We have some TENS machines and some, uh, um, some recovery boots and, and uh, a little massage gun. So we try to uh, mentally prepare players and physically prepare them uh, for a game and, and for a long road trip, you know? Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I think uh, for us, there's, there's, there's no excuses at, at this level. You have to be able to compete and uh, anywhere, whether it's at home or away. True, true. And it seems like you get a pretty mentally strong ball club as well. I mean, because even just thinking about our game, you know, we scored 22 seconds in and then score another one after that. So you're four minutes into the game already down 2-0. But then, you know, you look, I think it was nine minutes later when we're back to even and you guys actually go ahead going yeah. into the break there. So I guess talk about a little bit about the psyche of the squad or, or how that's kind of been developing or just your thoughts on everything. 
Yeah, I, I think that was a a big uh, confidence booster for us. We know that if we get down, we can come back. Um, so um, we've proved that. So you know, these guys are are have played several games. Um, you know, for me as a coach, and, and I'm not the coach now. We have a a great coach, uh, Larry Cicchini, who actually took our Arnold uh, girls to the state finals, right? So um, in his what, second year. So, um, and he, he's, he's done all kinds of things. So mentally he prepares the, the guys uh, really well for that. Um, he's starting to figure them out now and, and, and he knows how to get the best out of them. And so um, if we go down and uh, he's going to get them ready at half, um, we have a couple other good uh, coaches as well. Carlos, um, Tim, um, very experienced in the game. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, that's not something we, we worry about. Um, this is a pretty resilient group. Anything else you want to spill on either just the team or anything that's going on or anything in the mix, Coach? I love yeah, that. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would just say for for our city and our players, you know, and it goes back to um, their ability to fight back is – you know, not a lot of cities have had to deal with what we've had to deal with, right? So everybody's had to deal with COVID, but not everybody had to deal with a Category 5 hurricane that destroyed, um, you know, uh, their houses and homes. And uh, some guys that were living in town are now living on the beach. Some guys still, their houses and still rebuilt. Um, they're living in other places. So, um, you know, we have that, that fighter's mentality. And so uh, no matter what the situation um, we're going to fight to the end. So it's really, you know, for us, uh, we love our community. We support our community. Um, and uh, we're just excited to to give them a team to cheer for and get behind. You know, we, we uh, um, we're just so thankful to to be able to to be where we are right now. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it's it's been a tough couple of years for for us here in Panama City. And so to finally be able to cheer um, and, 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 and be happy and, and, and you know, see uh, our, our youth in this area um, perform and, and do what they love to do is, is really a cool thing. All right. Thanks again, Coach, for joining us. Once again, that was Coach Hammond, owner of the Florida Roots out in Panama City, our opponent coming up this Saturday. So make sure to catch the feed or attend in person here for the Tallahassee Soccer Club's game this Saturday, 7 o'clock down at Gene Cox Stadium. Kids always free. Adult tickets are just 7 bucks. If not, make sure to check out at Tally SC Talk. We'll have all the links and all the everything you need to know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're looking to hit the mailbag or want to be a scheduled guest or want to talk some TSC content, hit us up. Just like Coach Hammond, you can be a part of the program. TallySCTalk at gmail.com. Thanks again. For joining us, Andrew Jupe signing off for a special episode of Behind Enemy Lines.